everybody. Welcome to the Great and Terrible AHS. We are here to re- review the name. God, that's the name of this episode is yeah. the name game, really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Sorry, I, I watched the episode earlier today, and um, the name game is a portion of this episode that was so bad, I just skipped over it and said, I assume you'll let me know if it's relevant. <laughs> <laughs> so that being the title of the episode hits extra good for me specifically, who saw 10 seconds of the name game portion of this episode and said, I'm Gucci. <laughs> Here, <laughs> Just swooshed on fast. <laughs> here, here's you. Here's my impression of you, audience. The name game portion of it. And I say, yep. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> More on that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm joined by Slow Beef and Miss Shadow Lovely, as always. Hi, I guess hey. I should do introductions. Yeah, Hello. I should do that. Hey. So, speaking of the name game, here's everybody who's on the podcast. Yeah, I'm Ty. Ty, Ty, Bo, Bye. No, I'm not. I was trying to think of a a funny way to do the bit of introducing all of us with the name game. Ty Boo's Day, because it's also Halloween. It's a crossover event. No, it's not. Nothing in this fucking show is spooky. Blow beef. Uh, (laughs) Beef, I, faux beef. I don't know. They go over the rules so quickly in that song. The whole when we get there, I just was like, I my ADHD had checked out. I'm like, this is too many rules in a song. I can't follow along well, with nobody, what's going on. There's a reason nobody sings the rules section except for American Horror <laughs> Story that had to be like, hey, there's a rules section, and you're like, what? Oh, all right. I, I also guess. love that. Like, you're like, yeah, my ADHD made me check out. And me, I was like, my hatred for very low effort musical theater segments that add nothing to the story made me check out. You know, different uh, struggles, but we all ended up at the same crossroads. Alienating their whole audience, including people who already don't want to be watching the show for different reasons. <laughs> oh, yeah, well. Before we get there, we got to start off um, with, they, they, like, the opening sequence is weird. They backtrack quite a bit, um, like, in from what we saw in the last episode. Uh, and it starts with something we've seen in another episode, which is Arden punching Kit in the heart a few times um, and bringing him back to life from, um, oh, if you don't remember, um, injecting his heart with a lethal injection directly into it. Uh, paralyzing his heart muscle they have him spring to life just blatantly trying to rip off the resurrection in pulp fiction where Thurman pops up and goes (gasps) because she just got slammed in the chest with adrenaline so it like makes a little more sense as opposed to kit does it because uma thurman did it (laughs) (laughs) that is literally twice in this season where a person has just been randomly punched in the chest back to life um I, I don't know if they just thought like, oh, well, back in the 60s, we just did that. We didn't, I'm pretty sure. Um, that's not like it, a tech we like learned was bad. We just didn't do it. It's also like, it's like not a thing where it's like, oh, that used to be how they did it. So it also used to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they stopped doing it for a reason <laughs> and it's like not that good, but whatever. <sighs> but it uh, it does. It makes it just like, uh, just like Grace when it happened to Grace. He pops right up like, oh, wow, that was crazy. Um, mm-hmm. Can't believe I got lethal injected. That's wild. So did the aliens show up or what? And Arden's like. No, man, it was uh, it is crazy. I don't know why he's lying to Kit, but he just is. It won't matter because by the end of this episode, another character 
will just tell Kit that the aliens came. Um, but for some reason, Arden, who also won't be relevant by the end of the episode, um, <laughs> <laughs> just lies to Kit about um, the aliens showing up. And he's like, yeah, no, that's so crazy. They didn't care if you died. Anyway. Um, then we get, like, a weird, like, flashback so we, the audience, knows that Arden was lying, even though we already knew that, um, where he's, like, giving, like, pregnancy care to Grace while Pepper is watching, and Pepper is, like, um, roasting him, just kind of relentlessly, uh, roasting him. They made Pepper the worst character, Mm -hmm. and this this scene in particular pisses me off so bad, because, like, the aliens were the one mysterious entity, the one mysterious force that had some form of ill intentions that we didn't fully comprehend, we didn't fully understand, right? Everyone else... Cut and dry. What is Arden trying to do? He's like doing nasty doctor shit to try and make an immortality serum or whatever. Uh Also, weird Mary Eunice stuff. But like, we know what his motive is, right? Like, Uh Sister Jude was to, you know, help the Monsignor and run this very poor place or whatever. Uh The Monsignor wants to be the Pope of New York or whatever. Um, Kit wants to leave. Threadson is a serial killer with like uh, some weird mom stuff sometimes. You know? <laughs> but the aliens were just something mysterious. They were fascinating. They were an unknown being. And unfortunately, through the magic of cinema, they have reduced the aliens to the annoying kid in Beyblades who knows the stats of all the Beyblades. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what they've done. They made the aliens a fucking insufferable dork, like, the entire uh-huh. time. Because, like... Pepper's explaining like, oh, I have been, I've been forced to protect her. Oh, you can't cut into her. We shielded her with alien technology. They make fun of you because your science is bad and ours is good. And it's like just the worst possible way. It just really does take the aliens from this mysterious force with intentions beyond our mortal comprehension to a sniveling dork that I want to shove in a locker. Well, <laughs> the wor- and like. Of all the things, too, to, like, make fun of Arden for, right? It's like, your tech sucks. Like, that is dork shit. Like, he's also, like, a mass murderer. You know what I mean? Like, if you were an alien, you'd be like, what the fuck? You all kill each other like that? Like, normally? Arden, you piece of shit. And they're like, nice, nice surgery, loser. Like, really? You're going to focus on that? Jerks. Whatever. Yeah. Or the fact that, like, he can't, he can't keep, like, the one thing alive that, like, he's supposed to be kind of good at, which is plants. And, like, right. his whole entire deal is he's trying to make, like, an everything serum and he's just, uh, irrevocably fucked people up in the process and a twist of irony has, like, completely, like, ruined people's physical forms with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, and then we get like weird pepper lore, which as Slow Beef mentioned in a previous episode, um, pepper comes back in another season and this will be very annoying, um, because of this weird little lore dump. Um, and also the fact that pepper can talk right now. Um, she can talk allegedly because of the aliens. Um, and we all know that American Horror Story doesn't love to follow the own rules that they set for their universe, but it kind of seems like that wouldn't be something that the aliens would walk back on. Right. Um, <laughs> That'd be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's also kind of weird. Like, here's also another thing about the aliens that makes them shitty as of this episode is like, my thing is, um, 
So why did they send Grace back uh, for her to have the baby um, in Arden's shitty doctor's office instead of on their alien ship where it would probably be- get better care and be- wouldn't have to deal with Arden. <laughs> because because Kit was about to die. Oh, wait, that's not an answer. That has nothing to do with any of it. I'm sorry, forget <laughs> it. Never mind. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I don't know. Because yeah. I had that same thought. I'm like, wait, if their thing was like, oh, no, our sperm guy's going to die, like, what is bringing Grace there but not showing it to Kit, not showing her to Kit? Like, what does that accomplish? Nothing. Um, Yo, King Jeans, we got to bring him back. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> Yeah, what yeah, are we doing here, aliens? <laughs> this whole sequence is just really, really confusing. And then um, Pepper tells Arden to go hang out with his quote-unquote whore nun, and he's in shambles. Um, that fucks him up. He hates it. Uh, and that's the opening sequence. Ta-da! Um, it didn't yeah, really specifically like he's. She specifically is like, oh, go get your ego soothed. And it's like... They're trying to present it as just this big, brutal own, but it really does. I don't know. This feels work. like a Reddit post to me. Like this whole this whole scene reads like Reddit post to me. It doesn't feel like a brutal own. It feels <laughs> like a Reddit post. I think most of it is like they were heavily leaning on, and by the end of this episode, in fact, two scenes from now, they're really heavily leaning on just how much of a pathetic cringe fail Dr. Arden is. Um... He's just been getting kind of more, like, he went from being, like, this awful, well, I mean, he still is, but they don't want us to remember that. But, like, they they made him, like, a scary Nazi doctor um, with, like, uh-huh. ill intent and the wherewithal to act on it um, to a sniveling little cringe fail baby. Um, mm-hmm. who's super not owned at all, at all yeah. given turns and all given choices. <laughs> God, they really do. Like, it even makes the thing that happens at the end of this episode particularly unsatisfying because it just feels like it's, it's happening to a different character entirely because he's just so gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, a, yeah. he's a little sad little fail cringe man, Um, which... Um, I'm sorry, American Horror Story. I know you want us to forget that he's a Nazi. Um, I don't. So anytime <laughs> you try to make me feel bad for him, I don't. Um, and I'm not going to. <laughs> so um, I don't yeah, know what to tell you, like, champ. You legitimately had like a Nazi investigator come in and go, that's a Nazi. And then you also had Anne Frank or someone who was convinced they were Anne Frank come in and go, that's a Nazi. Like, you don't get to walk that back now, dog. I, like, yeah. <laughs> they, they don't know what they're doing. It doesn't work. I hate it so much. Sorry. You know, I, what's, you know what mm-hmm. is so wild is that you could completely surgically remove the part where Arden is a Nazi from the show. You would lose uh Two or three episodes that could be rewritten to not be like centered around him, um, but you would lose nothing because him being a Nazi didn't add anything to the show. What do his monsters add? Hold on, what do his monsters add? Because so uh, far he like threw Shelly down some stairs and that got discovered, and then nothing came yeah. of it. And then like the monsters chased some people inside into the bakery. And nothing came of it. I okay. and then also like five people saw the monsters, and nothing came of it. They were they were twofold. I think one. Then both of the both of the folds are bad. Um, one is 
a like a looming threat for us, the audience, to like understand like, oh, the people at Briarcliff can't just walk out because if they do, there's a dangerous thing yeah. lurking in the woods. Um, even though the characters in the show don't know that, so it wouldn't affect their decision to leave or, or not. Yeah. Or sometimes they know it, but then they just kind of forget. You know, or, yeah, or they like, don't care. They yeah. just don't care. Yeah, that's actually it. They don't give a shit. Like they, we, yeah. we feel that. Like it's like I know what you're going for. They're supposed to be in jeopardy. I'm sorry, your characters don't. I feel bad for you, American Heart. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just like I feel like that's a, the only other aspect of Arden of like why they would even need to keep him around is that's like his only other major prevalent thing. So like Arden probably could just be removed from the plot, which. Makes a lot of sense. There's probably a solid three or four characters you could just take out of this plot and be fine. Oh, For I example, mean, Angel the, of Death. Like, um, oh, well, definitely the Angel of Death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is literally, um, we forgot Francis Conroy until the end. Yeah, oh, my God. The, the thing with Arden is, I like, unironically, I kind of like the idea of his character as it was first introduced, which was the parallel of, hey, we have heavily, like, religiousized this medical facility here is the science man who does not subscribe to uh yeah, the religious morality. aspect and he's also a mad scientist he's the complete opposite end of the spectrum that would have been like an interesting dynamic to have but instead they were like also he's a serial killer he's a nazi he's got a weird thing yeah. with nuns um, he's got he's a lot going aliens, on. <laughs> yeah, he's into but aliens. Also, not into aliens that and much. Weed, um, like so much weed, it's a lot. Yeah, he makes he makes a lot of salvia, but you can tell he's never smoked it because he's not cool. <laughs> and he's making like like even the thing where like he's making monsters and doing like an immortality serum. Like give him a, like a Frankenstein complex, like the in season one. Um, doctor yeah. whatever his name was like he was he, he could have been an interesting character but it's like they had like five or six little subsidiary characters they wanted to have in certain episodes but they didn't want to make a whole new guy and they're like just make <laughs> Arden do it just have Arden be that guy also and then we'll pretend that it didn't happen a few episodes later mm-hmm. uh yeah um Arden got Arden got a lot of weird characteristics foisted upon him um, that made him a very weird character. And I'm sorry, American Horror Story. Once you tack Nazi on there, he's a Nazi. That's it. Uh, <laughs> that's that's kind of the end of the character for for me, at least. Um, we already have 55 yeah, like, serial like, killers, so I don't give a shit about I, I, that part. I was going to say, I, I feel like serial killer also normally is like that class of tag of just like, yeah, you're a serial killer. So like anything else, like you could be a great philanthropist, but you're a philanthropic serial killer you at know, that point, right? There's, like, um, <laughs> there's like a, there's a Netflix show on, or it wasn't Netflix, it's on Netflix now. It's uh, called The End of the Fucking World. And one mm-hmm. of the characters, it's like a, it's like a, like a misfit love story. It's like dark comedy and one of the characters is basically a serial killer and it's like actually like it's bold and you can kind of do it if you have that funny thing nazi though nah can't walk it back can't work you can never there is no like sexy nazi or sympathetic nazi or anything you know what especially yeah and they they didn't even do it like oh he was a doctor and but like in germany and like the nazis facilitated his like work it's like no he was a nazi parentheses one of the ones who was really excited about it like yeah like, it wasn't like he was like a guy who happened to be in nazi germany who happened to be facilitated by nazis it's like was, no yeah. no he signed up for it he was super on board it's like kind of like schindler no 
<laughs> Sorry, I killed. Yeah, as stated in the past, he was the guy that the rest of them were like, "It's a bit much, man." Yeah, like, <laughs> like that, you are given. You can't walk that back. You yeah, are. You're right, Liz. That's kind of just checkmate, huh? <laughs> Character checkmate. Yep. <laughs> Nazi parentheses. One of the worst ones. In parentheses. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so prepare for a lot of art in this episode, regrettably. Um, anyway, you know who didn't die? Uh, the Monsignor, evidently. Um, he's fine. Look. Lee? <laughs> yeah, Lee. Yeah, I was fuck. so mad. I was so actively pissed off at my television when I saw this asshole get wheeled out. I was like, no, that was the one thing you did. That was the one thing you did. And they didn't. They didn't do it. This means that Lee has also beefed two, no, three serial killings. He's this. They had him try to kill three different people, and he failed all three of them. Um, that's almost impressive. Zero for three, <laughs> and you're like the guy they were trying to get to kill people. Pretty impressive. He he has like fled the the state or whatever, and they can't find him. Um, don't worry. I, if I remember correctly, that never comes up again. Um, good. <laughs> good. Lee He's gone. gone. Get him. Get him, Santa Killer. You did. It. You know what? You know what? If he didn't kill anybody and he escaped, that's just a non-lethal escape. I think he gets it. I think that's a. I think he's officially metal geared his way out of there. <laughs> He's just allowed to go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, the Monsignor lived um, because Lee did a bad job, and he's in a wheelchair, and his hands are all tied up because, or not tied up, but like bandaged up because he was on a cross or whatever. Yeah. Uh, we get a flashback to him being on the cross, and the angel of death shows up, and he's like, "Oh, sick." Am I dying? And Death's like, no. Um, I like to show up when people aren't dying. That's kind of my whole deal. Um, me, the angel of death. I love showing up when people are not dying exclusively. Uh, here's here's and- you. Good joke, Liz. Here's here's American Horror Story. That wasn't a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. She doesn't kill people. What the fuck no. are you talking about? Duh. God, she's just she's uh, just interested. <laughs> and. She's like, um, hey, well, I got you here on this cross. Um, <laughs> the devil is in Mary Eunice. You have to, um, like hit her with your rosary or whatever. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love I, Liz. That I love good, your idea. Yeah. What she was implying, because he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do it or whatever. But like, the demon will certainly be able to read my thoughts is like his first concern. Yeah. It's like, I won't be able to close enough before, you know, she smells the Jesus on me. Um, and I think what, cause I had to stop and think about this for a minute. Cause yeah, she implies, she's like, use your rosary. It's the name of it's- God in every bead. And I just thought to myself, like, is she suggesting he just thinks a rosary thought over and over again is he thinking or is she thinking like yeah do that catholic thing where you just kind of like rub a bead and say the same prayer ten thousand times that way the devil can't know your thoughts if your thoughts are just the same thing over and over again it's a lot like castlevania 2 where like the 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 villagers give you hints and it's you're not sure is it like a lie or a translation issue or is something totally weird but who cares you know, because it ultimately doesn't matter. But, you know, still. I would like to say, because I have in my notes, hell yeah, rosary whip time, because he has de- demonstratively oh, yeah. used his no, rosary as a whip. However, yeah. counterpoint to it being a metaphor, what does he do with it later in the episode except for physically assault Mary Eunice with it? 
Does he? <laughs> yes. It must I have been so. Pa- yeah. God, it must have been such a pathetic attempt at an assault that I didn't even like notice it. It yeah. is. I, he gets owned immediately. Mess- he gets fucking <sighs> shit whipped across a room instantaneously. It does not well, work, so- but he tries. Well, it sounds like. He should have just like thought the name over and over again <laughs> instead of using it like a whip, like a dumbass. <laughs> oh my god! I bet we'll get there because it is exciting when he does get out. Uh, uh, um. So yeah, that was his like goal given to him by death for some fucking reason. Even though she should hypothetically have no vested uh, interest she's in this. Dark cousin, I think <laughs> you're fine. Yeah. She wants her dark cousin back in the. Uh, wherever the angel of death is implied to reside you need, it's to, unclear. you need to get back to the angel barbecue or some shit yeah, yeah Dark I, was cousin. Like, I was gonna be like hell and i was like well the angel of death doesn't reside in hell and i was like oh, actually where does the angel of death reside and i was like oh this is a very complicated question i can't get into right now also um a slow beef and i discussed this i think a few episodes ago but um the angel of death and several other people in this episode will specifically implicate that Satan himself is inside of Mary Eunice. Like, the <sighs> devil. Devil with a capital D. Um, but we know, as people who have watched more seasons, that that's not true. And also, um, based on what happens towards the end of the episode, the devil's a bitch. Yeah, um, right? <laughs> like a huge bitch. Like a huge wiener. Also, why would the devil capital D want to run an asylum? Just curious as to why that would be on his list. Anyway, we'll get there. Um, in the common room, Mary Eunice bought a jukebox to fuck with Jude for some reason. Um, really unclear what motivation she because, has to do that. Yeah, so Jude, right, because Jude broke the record. So she's like, oh, yeah? I'll get you back. Here's better music. And it's like, no, that's what she wanted. That's why she did it mm-hmm. in the first place. Like, you totally. The show, yeah, the showrunners were like, okay, enough with the traveling nun thing. Yeah. Everyone gets it thematically. Let's get some more music in here. What do you mean we can just play music? No, no, no. It has to be diegetic or else the audience will hate us. What do you mean it doesn't have to be <laughs> diegetic? No, no, no. We have to have an actual jukebox in the scene or else how will everyone know where the music is coming from? <laughs> Unless I lay my eyes on a jukebox, I will not believe any music I hear in a media property. It can't even be coming out of, like, another thing. It has to be a jukebox. You you hear music in a TV show and you start looking around your living room (laughs) like a dog. (laughs) Oh, my God. Looking behind my TV. Oh, I'm going to have a field day on IMDb. (laughs) Like, goose. (laughs) Where's the music, Iron Man? You never showed me on radio. Idiots. Oh my god. <laughs> That's how I feel writing notes for this show sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah, so she bought a fucking jukebox. Um anyway, Kit, Jude, and Lana, who all three have attempted murders in the last forty eight hours, um, are just allowed to be out here uh and talking to each other. No one cares. It's fine. It was a prank. It was a oh, prank, bro. All, all it three wasn't of them? a murder, it was a prank. All, all three, three were pranks. Okay. They were I mean, pranks, bro. I mean, you did allegedly complete hers. That's why she's in there, but it's fine. Um It was yeah. a really good prank. <laughs> it was pretty good. It was a pretty good prank. Um uh. Fredson just fucking walks in. We'll add another uh, add another serial killer to the list. He's in here now too, and he hangs out with Kit and Lana. 
Um, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, uh, Mary Eunice hired me. Also, Lana, you suck. By the way, the characters have decided she's Lana now, like unanimously. <sighs> Mm-hmm. So she's Lana now, I guess. She'll be Lana again in other seasons, but I guess for the rest of this season, she's Lana. Um, that's relevant for the fucking musical number later, just FYI. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, that sucks. What the fuck is banana? Oh, fuck. You're right. That is it. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> banana lana banana anyway um threadson's like you're still pregnant and i know it somehow you suck at abortions um which to his credit she's smell right it like bears i guess <laughs> it's yeah. unclear our oh, baby is real strong strong like bear um and he, he's like i'm gonna keep you alive until you can breastfeed the baby because the baby needs that real bad um and then we'll figure out whether I'm going to kill you or not. Uh, and then that's the end of that scene. Um, by the way, next scene, we're not in a prison. Just to remind everyone, we're in an asylum that's not a prison. Very much so, it, not I, a prison. Just, the thing that really pissed me off about this is that Threadson walks in and like looks totally fine. Like Looks like he has not been slightly rustled it looks like an actor coming out of makeup you know (laughs) as opposed to like somebody who has been i don't know tied up abused and not fed and left on the ground for like four or five days or however long he was he had a croak monster he went home and had a croak monster he's fine now mommy snack and then he just gets full charge again yeah (laughs) Yeah. he's just in there (laughs) yeah it's his special item it gives him specifically a special buff which makes him get his full hp back plus some extra um unfortunately because yeah he just walks in also is like weirdly calm about the whole thing like i guess he's you know supposed to be cold-blooded but it just it it feels weird it feels weird that he comes in and he's like I'm just like a little mad. <laughs> well, what they needed to do is like I get what they were going for weirdly with him, but like what they needed to yeah. do was make him just like a little more unhinged about the baby thing, make him like a little too yeah. excited about the baby thing. Instead, he's just like very like, oh no, yeah, no, I'm keeping you alive because of our baby. Like like a guy, also, like just a normal guy. Also, Kid and Lana just have like fairly subdued reactions to serial killer who wants to kill me specifically has yeah. walked into the room. Yeah. Uh, like Lana's They're just like- kind of like, she's like, hey, uh, uh, Kit, I or, I think you'll find Kit ordered no pickles. And it's like, you can't have <laughs> yeah. that level of reaction to a serial killer. Well, like, ah, like shit. Exchange. Look who's here. Like, <laughs> I think it's an ashtray. There's like an ashtray on the table between them. And like when Threadson sits down, he pulls it towards himself. And Lana goes, it's a good thing you did that because I was going to bludgeon you with it. I'm like, well, do it anyway. He moved it like three inches. Like, yeah, right. Just do it anyway and then explain later. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> I don't also, know why we had this uh, exchange. <laughs> also, doming Threadson with that thing would be a really good way to have an excuse to never be treated by him. If, for example, hey, he was yeah. coming in and posing as a doctor again and trying to claim, let me treat her because he was going to kill you. Like, th- there is just so little reason for Lana, like, especially if she believes she's protected by virtue of has baby inside of her. Yeah. Swing away, champ. Like, yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> knock this fucker into next week. Why? Why not? Yeah. Yeah roundhouse kick him who gives a shit just do something but uh they don't and they're just like guess we have to like a shadow the hedgehog situation guess we have to deal with threads and being on our team now or whatever (laughs) um 
But remember, this is not a prison. So this middle of the night random room search with armed prison guards uh, is totally normal and a normal part of every um, asylum experience, I think. Uh, All of the lady inmates, not inmate patients, um, are being ushered out of their not cells um, by the not guards um, Mm -hmm. to do a random room search in the middle of the night for some fucking reason. Um, It's this is completely unprompted, by the way. Like this has nothing to do with anything. Um, Mm -hmm. Imagine if this had happened when um, Lana had the coat hanger. That that's crazy. Crazy that this didn't happen after a knife went missing. It went. Uh, it's happening now when nothing happened, um, just for fun, because Mary Eunice is bored. Devil's uh, bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devil's bored. Got shit to do. I wanna, I wanna, I'm bored. Let's do something. Yeah. I don't know how to sleep. Uh, I don't know what y'all do for these eight hours, but I've got all sorts of time on my hands. So uh, let's take a look under that bunk. <laughs> <laughs> let me in there. Let me look around. Let me see what you got. Ooh, what do you got? Um, no one has anything. Um, she does not. She being Mary Eunice does not like. Uh, talking to um, Lana, who, I'm sorry, Lana, who um, is like, hey, why the fuck did you hire Threadson? He's trying to kill me. And she's like, damn, that's crazy. Anyway. (laughs) um, (laughs) And then Jude is like, hey, I know you're not talking to me right now, but fuck you. Uh, Mary (laughs) Eunice is like, hmm, no, I'm going to go in your cell and pretend that there's a cucumber in there so that I can call you a slut. Uh, Will this accomplish anything? No. And then when you're not mad about it, I will definitely not be owned. And I definitely won't send you to shock therapy because I'm very not owned by you not caring. <laughs> also, also she's, when she gets done with Lana, she sends her, and I quote, to boil. <laughs> she's yeah. Like, yeah. Boil them, boys. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, boil this lady who's pregnant with child. Get that baby what? nice and toasty like a boiled egg. <laughs> like, doesn't say, like, take her to hydrotherapy to receive hydrotherapy. It's like, boil them, boys. <laughs> get, this, get this lass in a boiling pot of water. <laughs> the devil has such funny ideas when it comes to not being owned and what to do about not being owned. So... <laughs> She does send Jude to electroshock therapy with Arden, um, to which she's very excited to be a part of it. Not Jude, obviously. Jude's very not excited to be a part of it. But um, Mary Eunice is. And Arden is, like, trying to keep a modicum of professionalism, I guess. And he's like, okay, if you want to help, you can turn it on. But don't turn it on over 50. Um, Like, because he thinks this is, like, normal. Now I'm going to go turn in this direction. And not supervise anything. I'll just dress yeah. you. And, and, then, and, then the, and then Mary Eunice just goes, she's pretty tough. I'll give it the beans. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that was optional. Like, I don't think it was like a hee hee. I'm going to give it a little extra juice. I think that was Arden saying like, yeah, over 50 will kill her. Don't, um, don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and Mary Eunice is like, no, I'm going to. I'm going to turn but it up to 90. It's also kind of like, because if I'm Arden, I'm like, I thought we were going to torture her, not like, you know, like, just do this. Because, like, yeah, now, like, yeah. Well, it is torture, obviously, right? But then, like, for other things, like, now, like, um, Jude is kind of, like, brain-addled now, you know, for, like, kind of the rest of the show, more or I don't remember, actually. But, like, she's, like, clearly not with it anymore. So it's kind of like... Uh, 
you know, it's hard to torture somebody who doesn't really know what you're doing to them anymore. You know what I mean? So I don't, like, really, did the devil not think it through, Satan? Or was this always the plan? Who knows? Who cares? Uh, So I have have a thought. I had this thought while I was watching the episode. Because she is like this for, at the bare minimum, the rest of the episode. Yeah. I Um, genuinely forget how long our... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. She is, like, functionally, like, she can, like, kind of understand what people are saying to her. But otherwise, like... It d- doesn't have like full faculties, but she's not like completely like catatonic or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not like La- Lana where <laughs> she got zapped and then was like, I'm fine, actually. Um, so I think what they like needed here is they knew that like having Jude team up with Lana and Kit would be just like one too many people who is too smart to let this dumb bullshit keep happening. Um, And they were like, we have to make one of them useless because otherwise there's no way that these three competent people would not be able to get out of Briarcliff or at least inform the correct authorities as to what was going on. Sorry, when you say they here, do you mean like the writers were like, we have yes. to like get rid of a character more or less, but we can't. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Gotcha. And, I understand. But, they, but for some reason also, they really wanted Jude to be like well, yeah. a patient. They really wanted I, that juxtaposition. I feel like this is supposed to be an attempt at <clears throat> contrapasso. Thank you, Ty. You know, um, which, by the way, genuinely a term I learned from this pod, doing this podcast. Um, no, oh, nice. No, uh, I, I do think that though. I think it's supposed to be yeah, like, that. like a punishment befitting in the crime. Right. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just the problem is also we've kind of like waffled a bit on like, am I supposed to be rooting for Jude now or not? You know, it's like I don't know. You know, again, because it's like I can't because that was pretty rough. All the shit she did to Lana, but like it seems oh. like there's a yeah. It seems like they're- I was going to say, con- contrapasso is also usually used in the context of, like, man versus nature or man versus a higher power, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you do something and then God punishes I you say. for your crime in, like, an ironic big way. Right. Well, no, no, I mean, like, you used it correctly. What I'm saying is it, it doesn't work as well in the context American Horror Stories doing it in because they're not doing really, like... They're attempting contrapasso, but what they're achieving is an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. Yeah. That's all they're doing yeah. is just it, it's not like someone receiving their comeuppance in an appropriate way that feels like satisfying or anything. It's just like, oh, you did shitty things to someone. Now someone else is also doing shitty things to <laughs> well, you. Like, Take that, that jerk. That's, yeah, that's that a makes... real asshole code. Yeah. <laughs> Um, The thing that makes, like, Jude specifically very frustrating and, like, very unsatisfactory is, um, A, I'm not saying that, like, what she was doing at the beginning is, like, acceptable, obviously. Right. Um, But in comparison, like, point A, in comparison to the other bad shit that the other antagonists have done in this show, um, she is by far at the bottom of the list of, like, the fucked I, up people. Yeah. Like, by far. Um, and in fact, they've gone as far as to, like, show us reasoning that, well, maybe not morally correct, makes sense as to how she ended up being the way that she is um, because of, like, trauma and also unresolved issues. But the other thing, point B, that makes her getting, like, her quote-unquote comeuppance feel, like, kind of shitty. And Lana even acknowledges this when she sees... Mm-hmm. uh Jude come into the room and is obviously like has the burn marks on her um is 
she is also one of the only, if not the only, well, I guess the Monsignor also will have this, but she is one of the only two characters who shows genuine remorse for her actions and a desire to rectify the harm that she has done and, like, is willing to go to any length to, like, fix it. Um, which makes her being, like, extra punished feel bad in a way. Because you're like, well, now she's not going to get to follow through on fixing it. Because right now she's trying to fix it. And she's going to get stopped because she's going to get segued by getting punished instead by people who weren't wronged by her. So it just kind of feels like nobody wins. Nobody gets a Because Lana is the one who was wronged the it- most. This was and like, even she's like, this feels bad. <laughs> this is like, this all doesn't work because like it has been constantly plagued by what are we doing with any of this? You know, in the sense like Lana wrongs Kit, but then it's just like, all oh, right. And, and not not to the extent like Jude or anything like that. But you know what I mean? Like there's just never any like satisfactory, like, I don't know, like, like path for the characters to take that any of this feels yeah. right, you know? A big a big part of it for me too is like you can have something where like the world is very oppressive and everything is kind of out to get you and it feels like the whole world is working together and conspiring in a negative way. That can be a really good form of like oppressive kind of horror, right? Mm-hmm. But this just feels like random acts of cruelty because yes. it just feels like random things happening to people for no discernible reason and like it's not consistent and it's not random in a way that's like interesting or could be hinting at greater patterns or something it really does just feel like a writer's room being like liz said just like oh shit too many good we need to nerf this team yeah too yeah. many strong characters <laughs> this team comps fucked we gotta nerf dude <laughs> yeah, like- yeah and like that's the thing is also there is a room for horror where it is chaotic by nature like the purge is a great example is You don't know who's a good guy. You don't know who's a bad guy. It doesn't necessarily matter. And it doesn't matter who the characters interact with. Some bad shit might happen or some good shit might happen. It's just random. But it has a place because you're expecting that because of the setting. Exactly. It's It's a systemic chaos. It's a chaos that emerges from the system in the setting and all of that. Whereas this is just like, there is a setting. There should be rules in place. There should be some form of order. And it's just been forgotten by the wayside. Whereas the purge is like from the word go, you understand the foundation of this is the chaotic nature of the horror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. The only way that like having a set, like set of guidelines and like parameters in which there's like a facility and people are in there and trying to get out. And there are random acts of cruelty enacted by um, other people or people who are running the establishment. The only uh, circumstance that I've ever seen that work is like Saw. Um, But again, that is a fully established from the get go. Hey, we know what we were signing up for. We know what the deal is. It's that people will get hurt by other people or by the establishment. Um not by random aliens or monsters or Nazis or doctors or popes or nuns or the devil <laughs> or just people or just some Santa, Santa Claus guy who's here for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Like, what? yeah. Or like, you know, a metaphor for the medical system as it currently is, as opposed to, yeah, Santa. <laughs> one of these is a very well thought out metaphor. And the other one is a funny guy from the John Wick movies in a Santa suit. <laughs> which, which do you prefer? Real, be honest. One of them has spirals in it. <laughs> so you have to think yeah. about that. Uh, uh, it's a hard it's a rough it's a rough choice um 
<laughs> but anyway, so Jude got shocked or whatever. Um, fast forward to another very uncomfortable scene where Mary Eunice is like flirting with the Monsignor. He doesn't like it. Um, this is where he tries to use the rosary physically because she like starts to like flirt with him a little bit and she has her back to him. And he wraps the rosary around his hand and then, like, grabs her by the forehead and starts, like, trying to turbo speed run an exorcism. And she's like, she's like, "Mm, no. And then telekinesis is him across the room and he gets immediately owned. Um, And he gets (sighs) immediately owned and knocked on the bed. uh, And then she forces herself on him because we don't have enough assault scenes in this show yet. I'm so annoyed because there's going to be something later this episode, right? That's like funny, well, weird and good podcast fodder. And I was like telling both of you in Discord, I can't wait for you to see this episode. And I forgot about fucking this. So now I'm like, ah, god damn it. No, (laughs) not that. American Horror Story. You know. This was like double upsetting for me because I was already pissed off that the Monsignor is alive. I'm like, why the fuck did you bring this character back? You better have some incredible justification of why this guy needs to be. And then they just fucking sexually assault him. And I'm like, God damn it. You can't have anything in this house, man. It sucks. Which, so- like, in case you're curious as to, like, what this, why they could possibly do this, which, again, there's no reason it's a random act of cruelty. But, like, the reason why Mary Eunice slash the devil does it is because he took like a vow of chastity because he's a priest or whatever um and if he has sex he loses his virtue um which he will bring up to another character as being like what he's upset about and i'm like hey man uh not i am not policing how you are responding to this but if it was me and i was a priest who got assaulted um, I would be actually more upset that a demon was the one who did it, not just like a lady. And it feels like the fact that it was a demon is really being overlooked here. I feel like that bumps it up a few notches on the maybe we should get a higher power involved. Um, no. You know, you know what's so <laughs> crazy is you bringing this up and that thought literally never crossed my mind. I was like so mad about other shit. I forgot. Yeah, you got fucked by the devil. You might want to like call the, <laughs> the actual Pope. Not only did you get fucked by the devil, you got fucked by the devil after the devil was like, we'll work together and we'll make you devil Pope. It'll be cool. You, you have to. Like you can't. Because <laughs> we're going to get like some actual exorcist guy from the Vatican. He's going to be like, wait, you got crucified and you didn't call us? Like this, like, you got crucified and then fucked by the devil, and you didn't. I didn't call get us? crucified by the devil. I got crucified by Santa Claus, <laughs> and then I got assaulted by the slow, devil. Slow down, okay, slow down. Man. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, well, slow down. You're talking <laughs> Santa and the devil. Okay, buddy. oh my god, both are mortal enemies. <laughs> oh my god. Now you're next. You're gonna tell me the Easter Bunny beat you up in the back parking lot of this. <laughs> Whoa! Don't spoil the finale. <laughs> We've got two more episodes left. Anyway, that's the final straw for the Monsignor, and he's like, "We've got to fucking do something. This is this is the worst." Um, And Arden like catches Mary Eunice like forcing herself on the Monsignor, and like he's making a face, but he's making the same face he's made for like the last five episodes. It's unclear. He just seems sad, Um, and he is. Uh... Then uh, everybody 
prepare. So they go back to the common room and the jukebox is there. Jude walks in and she's got scrambled eggs for brains and she starts walloping the jukebox in a very funny way. Um, and then we get a full, I'm not joking, this is not a bit, I timed it, three minute long musical number, including the entire cast dancing. You know what's sick? For me, it was a 20 second musical number. And then I clicked the <laughs> skip ahead 10 second button until they switched the color grading back to where it was before <laughs> this. So they do a full musical number and this sends a weird message. IMO, because earlier when they were admitting Jude to the electroshock therapy, one of the things they said was like, oh, yeah, most people actually report some euphoria. Actually, it might be good. And so, like, I would then as a a reasonable human being be concerned throughout the rest of the episode i better not accidentally send the message that electroshock therapy is good well bad news <laughs> they fucked it up because this is like a lovely fun dance number where everything's like saturated and colorful and jude is having a wonderful time in her own in her own mind and like even if there is like that is not you know pure positivity uplifting i just would want to err on the side of making sure everyone thinks it's bad you feel me all right <laughs> and um yeah so since I skipped it, uh, is there any relevant information in this scene, or was I Gucci to just... No. No. Great. Some, I learned the name game rules. Uh -huh. That was a thing that happened. Some, I bet, like, you might also say, like, uh, well, maybe, are they saying something about, like, ignorance is bliss in, like, this cruel, like, perverse way where now Jude's, like, better off even though she doesn't have her faculties anymore? And it's like, no, it was a three-minute musical of the name game. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. three fucking minutes. Like... And, like, even back when I liked the show, I remember watching this air and being like, what are they doing? Like, it made no sense. Like, I couldn't and, uh, rock the it. The thing about it hmm? is, like, they could, like, even though it was still nonsense and we didn't need three minutes of it, they could have made it, like, slightly more poignant by, like, at the end of it, like, pulling away to, like, from the highly saturated, colorful dance number to, like, Kit and Lana who are watching it happened yeah um and just like seeing her like kind of swaying to herself like right. mumbling so you Drooling. can tell like oh yeah. shit yeah like oh that was all in her head she is turbo fucked up that's like so that's not good I, we just wrote like a haunting thing that should have fucking happened right now god damn this yeah, yeah. <laughs> but instead they frame it in a way of like if you take enough volts to the dome you can have fun little musical aside no you know <laughs> yeah. you know what you know what's really gross about it is that it reads to me like you know it'd be fun a musical number and they didn't like even think that part through you know what i mean like yeah. i think that's really all it was it was just like let's have and, fun like, here i'm i'm kind of like legitimately in a fucked up way hoping jude doesn't recover before the end of this season or else they're just like kind of saying like yeah you can get fucked up hallucinate a whole bunch and then just like come back to reality a few days later if you take a bunch of electro volts to the dome <sighs> which yeah don't love that as a message <laughs> I mean, That's they already not. said lobotomies are good and cool, actually. So, and we've already had Lana so have electroshock therapy and be fine. So, who knows? <laughs> Well, that's the thing, right? Because they, they, and yeah, they've actually, now that you mentioned it, they, that, they did this plot beat with um, Anne Frank, right? Where, like, yeah, yep. she, like, she's happy now, but at what cost? Hey, here's, you know. And also the lady who tried to kill her baby. Oh, yeah, the other yeah, lady, you're right. Who, who had the lobotomy. Um, <laughs> yeah um so so there's that there's a wheelbarrow full of meat um art uh -huh. is pushing it in the woods um <laughs> i felt that was necessary to bring up because no one else thus far has had a wheelbarrow full of meat 
um, to bring to the monsters in the woods. Oh, that hasn't... Um, really? Wait, actually, I forgot that. That that wasn't like a thing no. before. Yeah, that's interesting. Mary yeah. Eunice brought some buckets out there every so often, but never a wheelbarrow full of meat. This is mm. just a full wheelbarrow full of meat, too. Just like a, a big one. Um, okay. It's, and it's fully <laughs> in the scene. It was notable enough that I named the scene wheelbarrow full of meat because <laughs> um, it was so visually striking. Right, um, right. He's just wheeling, he's wheeling it into the woods and Mary Eunice catches up and is like, hey, well, that was, that was some crazy shit. So you saw me uh, having sex with a Monsignor, huh? Is that weird or what? Anyway, are you mad? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. Um, And she calls him Hans. And he's like, don't fucking call me my Nazi name. And she's like, oh, I was just reminding the audience that you were a Nazi because you're not acting like you were ever one. Um, (laughs) Also, could we maybe do a lobotomy on Jude? And he's like, no, because you want to do it. And I don't want to do anything that you want to do because I'm mad that you had sex with the Monsignor. That's the final straw. <sighs> uh, and then in a scene that I can only assume we are supposed to see as an act of kindness and mercy, um, <laughs> he uh, pulls out a pistol and shoots all his little fellas that come out of the woods to see the wheelbarrow full of meat. It's so funny because I thought like, oh, well, they have the whole thing in him. So they're just going to like revive a couple minutes later or whatever. That's the whole thing with him giving him immortality serum or whatever is they can't, you know, they're horrible to form monsters, but they're very hard to kill. I assume this was just him venting a bit of frustration for a second. <laughs> I was, like before he did the next thing, I was like, you know what? If I had immortal monsters, I might shoot one or two once in a while. You know, I, it's like I I've had a rough day. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Take a flamethrower to my immortal monsters. The hell with that, you know. And like, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I didn't even bother writing a note for it. But I don't know if you guys were paying attention during the scene no. where he's shooting all of the monsters. Um, the blood graphics are truly like blood splatter dot png. Oh, this like overlaid. Mm. This whole episode is like garbage when it comes to effects. Like especially like it later. It is yeah. so, so bad. bad. It is like the sh- every single shot. And first of all, like. Arden is like blindly hip firing an old style pistol, um, nailing every shot. Maybe he was also a sniper and we just didn't know that part of his lore because he is like blind firing this thing and nailing every single shot dead in the center of the forehead. Um, And he kills all of them. And then Mary Eunice calls it basically what it was, which is that she's like, wow, what a tantrum. And it was uh, it was a tantrum. He was throwing a tantrum because. He, he and he says it. He, he goes from doing this, and they play music over it that makes you're supposed to like feel something here. They play music that is supposed to make you feel something like, oh, this is a big deal for Arden. Like he's throwing away his life's work. This is a he's like he's gonna leave it all behind him. Um, but his life work sucks. Yeah. yeah, his life so work sucks. Who cares? Um, Honestly, it seems fucked up in retrospect if he could just kill him this easy that he didn't already do it. Yeah. Like it seems like to me. Even if I was like a nightmare doctor, let's okay, let's presume I'm a nightmare doctor, not a Nazi, but just right. like a Frankenstein guy. And I like tried to bring someone back and they're clearly like miserable, in pain, and fucked up. That like step one of maintaining eth- ethics is you gotta kill them, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. what that's what you do. And um yeah. So it feels weird that he wouldn't, especially because he has not been shown to be, like, averse to killing. So why now? 
Yeah, but yeah, you know, she she is correct, unfortunately, and it is just a tantrum. Um, and then he goes to like shoot himself. He like puts the pistol like in his eye socket, like a fucking weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, in a, like an angle that I don't even think would kill him. It would fuck him up pretty bad. I don't Fair, think yeah, it would kill but... him. Um, and then he bitches out. Normally, would not make a joke about someone killing themselves, but he's a fucking Nazi, so I don't care. Um. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then he goes into the most cringe fail whiny titty baby rant where he falls on his knees sniveling and he goes, you, you don't know what it was like to lose you. And I'm like, I hate you. Die. Even if you weren't a Nazi, die. Yeah. Um, hate you so much. <laughs> wish you wish you would do it. But um, that's, and that's the thing, right? Because I don't know how to take this. Am I supposed to be like, ha ha, Nazi loser? But like it's Donald Sutherland like actually trying to have this like, emotional scene or beat and like i'm not supposed to like it i don't so like what are we doing again that's like the tagline for this whole season i like well american horror story what are we doing here this episode in particular has a lot of what are we even doing here Yeah. yeah um so yeah he has this weird moment of like oh i needed the pure lady to be nearby i guess which like okay weirdo and then (laughs) she just kind of like shoves him on the ground and um leaves uh so then we're back in the bakery and the monsignor and jude are there and the monsignor tells everybody to leave he's sitting there with his wounded his wounded hands um and decides to talk to Jude, who is still in barely able to communicate state, which feels like a little mean, (laughs) frankly, like at this point. It's almost like comical, Um, though, that it seems like he's not even noticing, you know, that like she's not really following along or anything. He's like, that's right, Jude, I should do that. And it's like, dude, but whatever. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess we don't to... we don't know if he knows that that happened to her. I guess because he was busy like fighting Mary Eunice. I guess, but she does have giant burn marks on her forehead, which feel like they're kind of a dead giveaway. Also, I feel like if I was going to talk to some, like Liz, if I was talking to you, and all of a sudden you went from saying the normal amount of words you say to every mm, I don't know nine or ten times you normally would talk, you just went, yeah. And then said nothing else. I would probably figure out something. Was you, you, know, you, know, you accidentally doubled my edibles. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just what? What happened? I ate the whole bar. Understandable, gamer gods. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Anyway, yeah, yeah scrambled that's kind of what it is, is the Monsignor's having a discussion with Jude who just accidentally ate the whole bar of edibles, <laughs> misunderstanding and thinking you were just supposed to eat the whole thing and not one square at a time. Um, and, and yeah, he asks her, like, what should I do? And she just explains, like, yeah, the devil's in Mary Eunice, which, like, yeah, we all know about that. That's not, we all know at this point. Does anyone not know that Mary Eunice has a devil? <laughs> Is there anyone, anyone not aware of this fact? Because I think, like, even uh, Lana knows, yeah. you know? Yeah. That, yeah. Lana's, like, uh, very aware at this point. Pl- yeah. yeah. Anyway, Jude says, uh, yeah, you should kill her. Um, I'm conscious enough to tell you that. You should kill her. Yeah. That would be really cool. She, like, ekes out, like, a monosyllabic, like, kill her kind of thing, and then that's it, yeah. Also, yeah, he's, like, really upset he lost his virginity and not, like, that it was to a demon. Also, like, 
I feel like especially something where it's you're taking a vow of virginity and it's your desire to uphold the vow. That's what the sacrifice is, right? Um, Being assaulted wouldn't undo that. Like you clearly were trying to resist it every step of the way. Yeah, like that to me is somebody who, you know, was part of the church feels like particularly egregious as a misunderstanding of like the concept of a vow, right? How do you like, how do you mess that up? Like it's not... It's not like a physical check that Christ is running on you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the idea. That's, and it's like annoying because like Catholicism and all that stuff, it's not like that, like, you know what I mean? Like if you take a vow of silence, right? It's like a nun and you stub your toe, like they know, like it's, it's trap territory. Nobody's like, what do we do here if, you know? Sorry, I'm just thinking you show up to the pearly gates and St. Peter's like, hold up, let me smell that dick. <laughs> Yo, this smells like demon pussy. What the hell? You're definitely uh, not getting in here. What the fuck? Can't have no priest in here that tasted the dussy. <laughs> you gotta right. go. What the fuck, bro? You didn't tell us about this? We would have understood, man. No, in like the Pope room, you know, and they're like, you're about to be Pope. And you're, wait, what is that? <laughs> Did they smell dussy? The, like, the Pope who cried when he found out you couldn't fuck ghosts finds out you fucked the devil? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's going to be so sad. He's going to spend so much time in the fucking sad room. It is ridiculous. Indeed. (sighs) So, anyway. um, So, uh, Threadson is doing his rounds and goes into Arden's office, and Arden's not there uh, for whatever reason, and he starts ransacking his drug cabinet, um, and then Threadson hears a lady screaming in pain and finds Grace um, giving birth in the surgery theater with Pepper. Um, no aliens to be found anywhere. They don't want to help with this, I guess. Um, and now Threadson's aware of this situation and is now going to be directly involved in it. Congrats. Um, if the aliens can just possess people, why don't they just possess someone to do it? Yeah. Like, if they're all-knowing, can't they just get someone... Or why someone didn't they at, just yeah. keep Grace in the spaceship? Why did they send Grace back? They didn't send whatever his other wife's name is back. I don't remember her name. Uh, Al- Alma? They didn't Alma, send Alma yeah. back. Alma, yeah. Um, it's very unclear why they sent Grace back. Anyway, it's not relevant, because now we're back in whatever room we're keeping the Monsignor in. And he's in there, and he's praying... Mary Eunice comes in and is like, hey, bud, seems like you're going to try and kill me because I can read minds. Um, And now he's in shambles because he immediately got read like a book uh, as soon (laughs) as she walked in. In retrospect, that the angel of death's advice was that he was supposed to use the rosary like a rosary and like repeat the prayer to himself in his mind over and over again. So he did not get his mind read. And instead he tried to use it like a whip, like an absolute fucking buffoon. (laughs) And now he's busted. (laughs) And he's like, oh shit. Yeah. You probably read my mind, huh? And Mary Eunice is like, yeah. We had sex so I can read your mind And I'm like why is that two seasons Now where they've implied that if a Supernatural being has sex with you They can read your memories Like this character could already read Memories before they had sex Like why did we need to tack This on it as an Additional she could already do that Why do we add this anyway Because the priest it's like if you look at This character sheet you know he has Like a specific debuff against that So yeah I, you know, yeah. yeah, it's like the it's like the if you put the demon and a nun, they're impervious to the rosaries. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. 
hmm, they forgot that rule. That's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> um, he le- she starts saying like, hey, you don't have to kill me. You could like, we could like make you the Pope or whatever. We could make you like the devil Pope. Wouldn't that be cool? And he's like, no. And then she's like, that sucks. I'm going to kill you now. Um, well, I'm out of tricks. Be- yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she- like, and he just, he's just like, yeah, I know Mary uses in there. So like, hey, uh, come talk to me for a second. And she gets extra pissed off. Demon gets extra pissed off and goes like, I'm going to eat the last of Mary Eunice's soul. It's unclear how this process works, but I'm about to finish <laughs> it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I'm going to do it out then- of spite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that means Mary Eunice is still in there. Hey, if you're in there, come forward for a second. And she does, and she goes, "Hey, I want to fucking die. Can I just stop and let go?" And he goes, "Yes, then let go of me." And then he grabs her and yells, "Chuck roast!" and throws her <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> and apparently, that's all that needed to happen for the devil to die was um, Mary Eunice getting control of the Gundam for literally 0.5 seconds when someone who wanted the devil dead was nearby. Uh. Seems um not like a great strat from the devil, right? if we're being honest. Um kind and of like, sloppy. Yeah, just got bonked three floors down, and then immediately the angel of death shows up and is like, Oh, I'm taking you back too. Which is like, well then how does this work? Is that like me picking up a kid from school? Like <laughs> where are we going? Like do and you go to do they go want- to like evil angel jail? <laughs> what is this? And why does she care? She's the angel of death. She even says it's in the episode. Her cousin. But it she is says her in the dark episode, cousin. She's- when she's uh, like revealed as a character, she literally tells the devil, "Like, oh, I don't give a shit that you're here. That's not my job. I don't fucking care. Like, whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm here not for a, you. I'm not an arbiter of justice. <laughs> yeah, I'm just here to do my well, job. And then, like, two episodes later, I have very implicit feelings on justice. But like, <laughs> it's weird because like she kind of is like, "What are you doing here? I don't know if that girl wants to like be possessed by you." And it's like this weird sort of like, "No, we're all good. Watch." And then like Mary Eunice gets control for like, "Like, please, I hate this. Like, see, it's all fine. Like a comedy." And then Angel of Death is like, "Well, all right, okay, but you better watch it." young lady I think yeah I think what it is Uh is that the angel of death has such a dog shit like KD ratio (laughs) that she saw that Mary Eunice really fucking wanted to die and she's like but I can't if the devil's still in there so I've got to figure I got to hang out until someone opens up a window for me to finally get a kill because I have been trash at my job so far I have gotten like one out of seven so far um, uh, and then she got two, and then one of them got walked back by aliens. <laughs> that famously so... <laughs> merciful angel of death. Oh, what are you going to do, right? <laughs> and also famously incompetent yes. angel of death. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then... Why would you introduce, and, uh, and I know I complained about this before, but why would you introduce a character like the angel of death and not only have them not reliably indicate that someone is dying, mm-hmm. And then later have it be a, like a subversion, but just consistently have them not have people die. I don't know. <laughs> it's, right? It doesn't work. Uh, it's just so bad. 
<laughs> she needed a check. They already they already paid her, and she needed to come when into work. She shows up when she shows up. I'm more convinced someone's not going to die, which is yeah. such a strange trait for an angel of death specifically. Is like, yeah, if someone looks like they're gonna die, and then the angel of death shows up, that means they're not gonna die. Like what? You know what's <laughs> wild mm-hmm. is they put in this character to be like an icon of death that you are supposed to associate with. Oh shit, a character's gonna die whenever she's there. Right. But she's so bad that they had to add an extra extra iconographic thing which is that her when she actually is gonna kill someone her wing opens that's like a double like oh shit her wings open that means someone's gonna die didn't lana like didn't actually that happen and lana like still didn't die or am i misremembering that no it almost happened with grace okay um and then she got punched in the chest oh okay and she did eventually get grace later and then she gets owned again and the aliens unkill grace um so Grace gets like saved from death twice. Um, really bad, really bad stats on the Angel of Death. Um, Which like now we now know that the aliens are above like right? the fabric laws of our universe, which would be great if they were still a mysterious entity that we didn't fully comprehend and not a fucking dork <laughs> with a TI-89. Also, <laughs> I, I, like, we, I don't even remember if this becomes relevant later on, but I hate, I hate time travel and I hate this kind of mechanic being introduced to a show because now that you, it's like the Dragon Balls. Now that you've introduced a mechanic that can reverse a character dying, I no longer give a single fuck well, if a character dies. Especially in like horror where that's exactly what you're supposed to be afraid of, you know? Like that's the Yeah, big, the stakes. The, 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 for, the survival for everything, my God, yes, but... Because now any character even, like, tangentially associated with Kit, which is um, almost the whole cast at this point, mm-hmm. um, can just be Dragon Ball z back to life, essentially, if the Especially aliens should like, will it. And it was, like, a major wound, too, and they didn't give any specifics. They're just like, yeah, we just fixed it, which means there's, as far as we know, no upper limit on this. We could have somebody obliterated to their component atoms, and the aliens could just be like, yeah, we just made yeah. better. Yeah, and it's not yeah, like, so- a, oh, they saved her from the brink of death. She was dead for, like, a solid 24 hours before the aliens got her. Like, it wasn't like a, they snatched her up as she was dying. She was dead for 24 hours. We saw several characters interact with her corpse the next day. And then Arden was wheeling her dead body to the body shoot. And then the aliens were like, oh, that one? Uh, Yeah, give her to us. Like, (laughs) the one that's been dead for a while, including the baby, probably, that she was pregnant with, probably also pretty dead. Um, Yeah, give her to us. We can just uh, undo that. We have an undo button. It's fine. We're not going to explain how it works. We just can. And then, like, the angel uh, of death is like, oh, come on. Like, you know, this is like going so, what a bad day for me. (laughs) <laughs> and then she projects it onto her dark cousin by ruining her dark cousin's <sighs> plans, I guess, to run the asylum. <laughs> Getting her thrown off a balcony yeah. as a joke. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. Um, and now uh, Mary Eunice is dead. Um, and the Monsignor is like doing last rites over her body for her. And Arden comes in and is like, hey. Um, I have uh, literally no evidence <laughs> to prove that this is true, but I'm pretty sure she's got like Satan cells in her body because I'm a science boy. You got to listen to me. Um, we have to cremate her. We cannot bury uh. her. Her Satan cells were, will um, re- regenerate maybe. I don't know. I'm just I'm pretty As sure that her huge- cells have Satan in them. <laughs> 
as a huge fan of G Gundam, I understand the concern that there might be dark Gundam cells in anyone that was affected <laughs> by the dark cousin. But <laughs> this is ridiculous. It's like, so bad. This yeah. is just, he walks in and is like, uh, yeah, we got to burn the body. Why? I don't know. Might have a Satan in it. But what do you mean might have a Satan in it? Like, Satan into her impl- cells. <laughs> like she's got, they've absorbed into her like physical also, cells. Who knows? Maybe you're going to release a new cloud of Satan gas, and that sounds extra bad. Yeah. If you're a guy who doesn't know anything about religion like Arden, um, I don't know, just like an off-the-cuff guess would probably be like, hey, let's not burn the thing that lives in hell. That feels like a good, that feels like a buff. That feels like what they want you to do. That feels like you're returning to Cinder like in a good way. (laughs) Like how how they would want it to happen. Like maybe we don't burn the demon Sorry. body. It feels it, like yeah. they'd it like it. Like, yeah. It feels like you seal the body in like a really good tomb with like multiple layers of security. And so like that holy even if water like, and artifacts yeah. and shit. So if like the demon does get back in there or regenerate somehow, it now cannot get out and now is stuck there forever. And that's like a good punishment for an eternal demon, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, um, I don't know, like securing it in some kind of like sacred circle or something. I, who could say? If you've seen Sandman, you might get some ideas of how you could trap a, a demon and a thing for a really long time. Who who could say if there's a way to do that? Um, that doesn't matter. We have to cremate Mary Eunice. And the Monsignor gives a weird speech about how Jesus makes corpses smell sweet or something, but this one's stinky. Uh, I don't know what the moral of the story of that is. Legitimately, he's just like, yeah, sometimes saints smell like roses after they're cremated, so I suppose so. And then Arden's like, oh, does do you think Mary Eunice smells st- sweet? And he goes, no, stinky. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, so what does that have to do with anything? Whatever. Cool story, Monsignor. See you later. Uh, Threadson makes Kit come into his office wearing a straight jacket and is like, hey, I got something to show you. Um, I need you to tell me where those tapes are first. And he's like, no. And he's like, will this change your mind? And then he opens the door and shows him that Grace is alive and that the baby is there as well. And um, Kit's immediate reaction is not, oh, fuck, were you taken by the aliens? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, holy shit, how did this happen? And Threadson's like, I think Arden did this. <laughs> and neither of them thinks that that's dumb or stupid. No, no follow um, up. It's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, yeah, that sounds right. Including um, including the emissary of the aliens, Pepper, <laughs> does not feel the need to go, hey, wait a minute. That's not what happened at all. Yeah, no, <laughs> hey, it wasn't wait. Arden, the, peop- the guy who we explicitly said we shit on all the time for being a really bad doctor in the alien ship. The, the one that we roast like, all the time. Yeah, why would, they, why would they just let that rock? Why would they just be like, yeah, no, that's fine. Just lie to everybody, whoever. We don't give a fuck. Especially if Kit is like the chosen boy of the aliens aliens right then like why would they it feels like the aliens would be like oh sir uh, finally good to talk to I you, wonder, you know? like, i wonder if maybe they just like the tracker like every, we've got this all wrong and it's like they're trying to get their air tag back you know like that's yeah it. Like, <laughs> we don't really care about the guy it was in yeah. we just want the little the little those are expensive um, yeah i told we told jacobson not to do it but whatever yeah. and so threadson threadson makes this threat in front of grace and pepper who again is the emissary for the fucking aliens 
Um, he's like, you better tell me where the tape is or I'm going to fuck up your baby and wife. Has been shown if you threaten Grace, for example, will say, uh, I don't know, I'm going to hurt her if you don't show me where the tapes are. We'll just mind bullet you across the room. (laughs) Like, we'll just absolutely telekinesis, Kyle, you up the stairs and back down the stairs. So, like, why is Pepper just like, yeah, this law, I'm cool with this. I know he's bluffing. We have no vested interest in threads him but i this is interesting i want to see where this goes um and they just let him do that and so then of course because kit doesn't want his baby or his baby mama to get threads i guess um he tells threads where the tape is and threads goes to go get it and lana's waiting for him and it's been replaced with a book and he's she's like i already moved it idiot i'm not fucking stupid also you can't touch me because i got a baby in me haha get fucked dummy um and he hates it he's super mad about it um real tilted uh and then back in the common room jude is like trying to remember all the patients names that she's wronged over the years again this would be great if they hadn't made her scrambled egg jude Mm -hmm. um uh, this would be a cool like progression of character uh, because it shows that she's like actively trying to see them as people instead of just as like numbers or whatever you also can't like speed through a flowers for algernon kind of like mental collapse you know yeah it doesn't work yeah i was gonna say yeah we're like reverse flowers of algernon yeah here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so it doesn't work yeah because that's like that yeah, it, yeah. You, you need time you need to like build up to that you can't just do it real quick like also, what if there was an arc where, for example, Jude decided to, yeah, come to terms with everything terrible she had done, perhaps turn to God again yeah. and actually become religious, and then maybe with religion at her back, successfully confront a demon or something instead of having a demon just get chuck roasted off a balcony. (laughs) (laughs) And her now having scrambled eggs for brains. Because now she has scrambled eggs for brains and also the person slash demon that did it is gone. So now there's no reason. She just got like shock therapy for really no reason. And the other person who... um would have wanted that to happen to her is too busy being a cringe little shit baby that he doesn't care either. So like they don't get any like no, yeah. enjoyment out of her being punished. No one no one benefits from Jude being scrambled egg brained. Like literally no one benefits. Everybody the end no moral yeah. but show edition. But actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and then while she's trying to remember everybody's name, the head nun whose name I can't remember comes in and is like the wow. Mother, mother superior, yeah. right? Yeah. Hey man, you got fucked up. What's that about? Um, and then she's like, "I Jude is like, I'm gonna go to Rome with the Monsignor, and we're gonna get married, and he's gonna be the Pope." Uh, and the devil was jealous, so she gave me shock therapy. Uh, and the headmother's like, "Oh, that's cool. That's that's neat, little buddy." Um, Cuckoo. Anything else? <laughs> yeah. Anything else you uh you want to share with me? And Which Jude's like is a weird turn for the record because outside of the musical number, Jude has she's been shown to be like slowed down and like unable to respond and more or less just like mentally underwater right. as opposed to being like confused or off in a separate universe or something. It's just been more like someone struggling through not just mental fog, but like a mental like a thick like a mist like or a, a daze. paste. And like, like she's like in a daze. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's not like she's hallucinating some other, like, good life with the Monsignor or whatever. It's just, yeah, she's, like, brutally fucked up. So it was really weird when they had the mother come in and she's just kind of like, yeah, we're going to be this and we're happy together. And that's like, that's that. That's not what you've had her yeah. doing this whole episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's. <sighs> yeah. And it doesn't really go anywhere either. Um, It just culminates with. Um, the mother being like, so is there anything else you want to tell me? And then Jude's like, yeah, you see that lady over there? That's Lana. I put her in here and I shouldn't have. She actually shouldn't be in here. Um, you got to get her out. Um, feels like that would have been like one of the first things Jude would have done prior to um antagonizing the devil and getting shock therapy but that they knew that that couldn't happen they needed to stretch out the getting lana <sighs> out of briarcliff plot as far as they could so they made jude get shock therapy this, so that she couldn't just do this this is so frustrating though because it's like how like what is with her brain right now because it's like she has the wherewithal. She has like this hallucination that never happens with the name game. She has enough wherewithal to tell the Monsignor you have to kill the demon. That much I can eke out. Then she's like, I can't remember people's names. And now I'm living in a fantasy world and everything. Oh, by the way, uh, you got to get Lana out of here. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, is, is, yeah. yeah. Like, like, where is she? Like, because, how much? Yeah. Uh, realistically, I don't remember exactly where this goes, but realistically, given the exact order of events we just saw, the mother superior should like hear this final bit of information of oh I put her in here incorrectly and, write it off. and then write yeah! it off because all the other shit she just said five seconds ago was complete bullshit nonsense. So there's no reason that the mother superior should be like oh but that last thing she said is probably yeah! true. Like <laughs> exactly. that would not be anybody's like reaction. It would be oh, oh no she's a thing. crazy lady. Yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. She's probably feeling um, yeah, like they they couldn't decide whether they like gave her like full wild hallucinations like in another universe level of mental damage, or if she just like got tackled particularly hard at a but football it's like game. It, and I think that's what's and it's frustrating. Important me. information. It's not like ancillary. Is this character effectively dead? Is she coming back? You know, or whatever. Is there? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Is there going to be like a brain, a, an angel of brain addling that's going to be like, Jude, what do you think? We doing this or what? You know, like, yeah, that's <laughs> it's the same actress, but in a clown outfit. <laughs> you know what? I think I like that character better than the angel of death. TBH. Same. Absolutely same. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, because kind of at this point, it's a, well, is Jude relevant to the actual plot? At right. Anymore? Yeah. Is she capable of furthering the plot? And the answer is should be no, given what we've seen. But unfortunately, it seems that the answer is yes, because otherwise this character would just write this off. And I don't think that's what happens. Um, <laughs> but don't worry. That's the end of that. And now we are to the final <laughs> scene. Um, uh, yeah, hi, everybody. Buckle hey, how, up. One sec, quick, quick, quick question. Quick question. How many episodes are left in this two season? Two more. Two? Yeah, two, three. Two. Ooh, we got too many antagonists. We got to do something oh, about you're right. this. All right, three we more. Threw the we threw the we threw the devil off of Bannister, so that's one down. All right, we got to get at least one of these fuckers out. Okay, here. we we have effectively gotten rid of of Jude. Jude is now not an antagonist slash subdued. Uh -huh. The Monsignor is no longer an antagonist. Um, okay. 
We threw the devil off of the banister. <laughs> devil has been chuck roasted off a banister for <laughs> yeah for massive damage. And um, um, Threadson is still around and allowed to do whatever he wants. Um, but he but was, he's kind of effectively blocked by the fact that Lana is pregnant, and that's yes. Weirdly, that is the thing that's blocking him more than anything else. Which since Lana is allegedly the protagonist of the show, that means we now have. One current villain who is not allowed to hurt the protagonist. Yeah, and, and then the, the aliens, aliens don't care, apparently. Don't care about Lana, so they don't care about the protagonist. Are there any other? I guess the monsters uh, would. They're, they're probably, dead. Oh, no. He killed them, right? Okay, they're shit. Dead, um, so that's fine. Oh. So who yeah. is. Who is antagonistic towards Lana is what I'm wondering. Who is the antagonist to our protagonist? Do we have well, just threads in at this point? I don't think. forget about think. don't forget about <laughs> bloody face in the future. Although I don't know how he thinks he feels um, about Lana, though. So whatever, I guess. you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if he's if he's anything like his dad, uh, probably so yeah, fucking hates the, his mom, I guess. So the only antagonist is like functionally nude yeah. against yeah. Lana. Mm-hmm. Now. OK, three and more. Then, episodes. And then Arden. Three. Yeah. Who I'm forgetting to mention for no discernible mm. reason. Well, anyway, last <laughs> scene of the episode, Arden's office. <laughs> yep, we're in, um, I, well, we're not even in Arden's office. We're in, like, um. The crematorium, the, the one, yeah. The tiniest crematorium in the West, which, if this was a tuberculosis ward, would not have a one-at-a-time crematorium. Um, would definitely have, um. Bigger facilities for burning bodies, given that they said that they put out like 47,000 bodies <laughs> Ar- during the tuberculosis thing. Arden wanted to bring attention to himself, so he's just like, yeah, this one's fine, don't worry about it. Like, for tuberculosis, yeah, give me this yeah, one. You know, it's okay, whatever. Yeah, but. So, um, I guarantee that literally zero people listening, whether you're watching along or not, um, got to this scene and, and predicted what's about to happen. Um, so he's going to cremate Mary Eunice's body because of her Satan de- devil cells or whatever. And he uncovers her face uh, and like pets her hair one last time and starts sobbing like a little titty whiny baby. Um, and then he crawls on top of her, which to me immediately I forgot this happened. So I was oh, I did like, never. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, for- <laughs> I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Yeah, Uh-oh. I assumed we were getting one more sexual assault for the road. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, uh-oh, no. uh, this is going somewhere real weird. Um, and then it goes somewhere even weirder than that. Um, he um, puts both of them in the crematorium machine. <laughs> um, I guess we're supposed to think this is romantic. I thought it um, was the way <laughs> they film it is so goddamn it's, funny because it's like a first person zooming out of the room into like someone's first blender project. Oh, of it's so bad. Like a crematorium, and then like a door closes. And what I want is an edit of that scene of that door closing, followed by all of the doors closing from Mystery Science Theater three thousand that are also like eighties CG. It's so <laughs> it the- is. It is like you might be like thinking like Ty's exaggerating. It is hard to like overstate how awful this looks. Like, it's so bad looking. And, and then they play what I have to assume. I swear, it's either if this is the actor, the actor no. decided to try and make the most stock <laughs> yell sound possible because this shit sounds like a sound library yell to me. It legitimately sounds like man yelling dot wav over like a blender <laughs> animation of a door closing into hell. It's so it's bad. Really? Like, it is one step away from being like, no! 
yeah. instead of him dying. Yeah, it's like one of those things. It's losing a life. It's not the Wil. It's not the Wilhelm scream, but it's like it's like one of those ones. Like you're like, I know I've heard this. You know what I mean? Like it's so bad. Which for like a major character uh, having their exit from the show this late into the show, yeah, you'd think you would give them maybe a little more of a, maybe not dignified death. He was a Nazi, but like, some, you know, a little more gravity. Some, some part of me was like, I wonder if they're trying for a poetic justice kind of thing here, you know, where it's like, oh, he got cremated, you know, but like, it's all so poorly done that you can't even like give it that credit or any, you know, so to speak, you know what I mean? Like, Legitimately, him riding the sled on top of Mary Eunice into the, like, crematorium mm-hmm. looked like effects I've seen in, like, ABC, like, dogs, dog yeah. movies, <laughs> like, movies that are around, like, a dog and a kid. Yeah, it's, like, that level of effects. It's so it shit, It really man. is. Uh, and again, like, honestly, as even, like, all of that aside, because it is a very funny scene because it's so poorly done, all of that aside... This scene is nothing but funny. Like, they want it to be, like, a moment so bad. Because, you're again, we're killing off, like, one of the main antagonists that has been shown to be, like, the worst of them, functionally. Which is saying something, because the literal devil was in this. Um, It is nothing but really funny. Because the way he does it is really funny. He's just a pathetic little fail loser um, who makes himself into a toasted marshmallow man. Um, It's nothing but funny. Whereas, honestly, like, if the scene where he shot all of his, like, guys, his little monsters, he did just, like, without warning while talking to Mary Eunice, just did just shoot himself. Yeah. That would have been, like, holy right? shit. Right, yeah. Like, oh, my God. Whoa, holy fuck. That was unexpected. Absolutely. Like, that would have made me at least feel something. I would have been, like, holy shit. Because um, there is also something to be said about the parallels to other um, famous Nazis yeah. who did take that way out. Like, that yeah. would have been something. Um, this is nothing. <laughs> this scene is nothing. The yeah. crematorium scene is nothing. My God. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, I think they wanted to do something about, like, a weird obsession with innocence or something. But, like, it just... None of it works on any level, like even a little bit. Like Arden is just, you can't, they made some, there's so many problems, but the one that I think from beginning to end really stood out the most is they made a character that is impossible to empathize with unless you yourself are a monster. (laughs) And then they spent so much time trying to make us feel conflicted about him when it's like, no, we decided. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you made him the worst Nazi. We de- we decided how you, we felt. You made We're him good. a Nazi, and then mind. also like eighty other things. It wasn't just bad enough right? that he was a yeah. Nazi. He's also like eighty other bad things on top of being a Nazi. Uh, and we're just supposed to be a like serial killer uh, into sexual assault, uh, uh, bad at botany, tortures people, lays I bad pipe, um, <laughs> does a bad immortality thing. Yeah. Said, a whole bunch of I, stuff. I forgot about a couple of them. Like, there's so many things he did wrong. <laughs> like, I was legit like, oh, yeah, that's right. Like, my God. This show's so cool. Anyway, two of our antagonists are dead, and that's the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> now it's just Threadson and the aliens, but the aliens are just like, I want to see where this goes to whatever Threadson's doing, even though they have no correlation to each other whatsoever. 
Um, and that's really the only plot we have left to resolve. Really, like, as far as all of our main characters go, they all have the same goal at this point, which is to get out of Briarcliff and tell everybody about what's going on. Which Although now that the monsters are dead and the devil isn't there and the Nazi doctor who wants to keep them isn't there and the head of the place that was the strict nun who is keeping them in there is now one of the people who wants to leave and also is currently incapacitated. So it seems like they could just leave. (laughs) It seems like they could simply walk away because every single plausible threat that would have been keeping them there is gone. Like, unless Threatson literally sits on top of Lana and does not let her move, she can just go. Or, (laughs) hear me out, um, the only thing keeping Threadson alive, the devil, uh, is gone. Um, just fucking kill him. Just fucking kill him. Uh, Lana, whenever you get the chance, Kit, whenever you get the chance, now Kit has a reason to want because up until now, Kit's thing has been, well, we can't kill Threadson because the whatever, but now he has the tape. Yeah, they have the tape, and now he's a direct threat to Kit's child um just kill him uh, there's there's no downside um just kill him you have a taped confession that he is a serial <laughs> killer they will understand if you just kill him um just kill him anyway uh that's the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the next one's title is stupid too it's spilt milk who gives a shit <laughs> I, uh... baby needs colostrum yeah. uh... Ugh, colostrum line um yeah so we got three episodes left we got spilt milk uh and then two more and uh i don't what the hell so yeah really like wrap up we have aliens and Threadson, who is functionally solved four different yes. ways mm-hmm. and the aliens aren't really a threat as much as they are a mysterious entity doing some yes. dork shit who doesn't answer to god by the way because you can die and they'll just be like no yes so We've decided now. So what? No. What's the horror then? What are? What's in the show? What's the horror of the show? Humanity. <laughs> you haven't. What? No, no, you can't just no, say no. That. There's no. There's no horror. There's no horror. We haven't seen horror this whole time. There's not going to be any. You know what I mean? There's no. But like, what do they think? Normally, there's like something that I can point to and be like, they think that's no, horror. No, they're this, out. I no longer have anything to point. No, they're at. out of gas. <laughs> like the, the end. No moral. Like they ran this train as far this as it goes. This was season two, my oh, yeah. brother. This was season yeah. two. Oh, you're gonna love season three and four and five. Like they don't learn. Like, <laughs> you saw seven. They don't get better. Like, <laughs> uh, All right. <laughs> well, till next, next time, time, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a Later. Good night. <laughs>